Welcome to the Vintage Church NOLA podcast. Vintage Church is a multi-church, multi-city movement of truth, love, and community. For information, visit vintagechurchmovement.com. Here is this week's message. Yes, yes, yes. Vintage Church, New Orleans, Vintage Church, Pittsburgh. We are doing this. Welcome. We are so glad that you're here. My name is Rob Wilton. Although I don't have the beard, although I don't have the fade going on right now, kind of hit the like button, the the thumbs up button right now. If you're missing your barber or your hairstylist right now, uh, a couple years ago, I tried to do my own hair, had to go completely bald. If you remember New Orleans and had to preach for a sermon series with a hat on for about like three sermon series. So anyways, welcome. We're so glad you're here. We're kicking off a brand new series My name is Rob Wilton. I serve as the lead pastor of Vintage Church, and I want to welcome you. This is so incredible, getting to worship Jesus together in Pittsburgh and in New Orleans. Mark and the Vintage Worship Band just killed it. It was so awesome. Open up your Bibles. Let's look in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. We're going to be looking together in verse 1 through five as we kick off our brand new series together we are movement let me give you a little brief history in terms of our church and even why we're doing what we're doing right now over these next three weeks together Um, back in uh, 2008 vintage church was launched my wife and i had been doing ministry pre and post katrina And then the Lord called us to an opportunity where someone gave their lives to Christ. We started a Bible study. An amazing movement of truth, love, and community started. And so um, from Uptown, listen, God did some amazing things in 2008 over the next decade. And it was so cool to be a part of that ride. He moved in people's hearts. I just got an email last week from a friend who lives out west now who gave their life to Christ at Vintage Church in New Orleans in 2010. So God moved in big ways in people's hearts, but he also moved us a lot in locations. In eight years, I think we moved 13 times. Our church was kind of a cool church, if you could find us. Uh, That was our slogan. That was our billboard. Um, And so as we kind of got towards a decade of ministry together, I was wrapping up my doctoral studies in church planning, and I was starting to pursue the call of God upon my life, this apostolic calling to plant a church again. As God started to call me, God also started to call the equipping pastor of Vintage Church New Orleans, who I had served with, uh, Dustin Turner, Dr. Dustin Turner. Don't we love Pastor Dustin so much? Hit a whole bunch of thumbs up, hearts, if you love Pastor Dustin. Um, He started to receive a call by God to be the next lead pastor of Vintage Church New Orleans. So we started this journey together. God first almost led us towards Florida. Things didn't work out so well there. You know, like we had to pivot. And that's kind of a key to this season, right? Like everybody's learning how to pivot, right? Pivot right now in, in kind of the comment section on the chat right there, right? Pivot. Like we got to learn how to pivot in this season. We can't really control everything, but God's in control. His ways are not our ways. So we had to pivot. We didn't go to Florida. And then through our partnership with the North American Mission Board, and so I've got a bunch of hats here, New Orleans and Pittsburgh, Vintage. Here's North American Mission Board with the SEND Network. It was presented to us, would you pray about going and planting Vintage Church in Pittsburgh? 
So we answered that call together. And over the last year and a half, God has done some amazing things. It's now we have a Sin Relief Ministry Center and two locations, our PGH West and our PGH City location. God has been working. But as we started to pray about this whole movement, all right, um, Pastor Dustin and myself, uh, we actually heard from a very wise pastor. And that wise pastor asked us a simple question. He said this, are you better together or not? And if you guys know me and Pastor Dustin, um, listen, we are, we're generally best friends. Like if you're ever around us and we start laughing, we'll embarrass you. I'll just be honest. But where, where Pastor Dustin is strong, I'm weak and vice versa. And we answered that question with, yes, we're better together. And as we've started to look at, at our church and how our churches have partnered together, for those of us who are in Pittsburgh right now, hit a whole bunch of thumbs up and, and hearts right now if, if you would say that New Orleans, Vintage Church New Orleans, has been a blessing to us. There's no way we could have planted this church without the generous partnership of our movement and also the generous partnership of other Send Network churches that have come alongside of us. And so as we're moving into this next season, we thought it was so important for us to do a sermon series that speaks to the values of our movement. Vintage Church is a multi-church, multi-city movement of truth, love, and community. The values of our movement, of what God's doing in New Orleans and Pittsburgh is described with those three values. And another way to say values is, why do you do what you do? And that is truth, love, and community. And this is what we found out after a decade plus of ministry. We've learned this, that everyone, and when I say everyone, I'm not just talking about people in New Orleans. I'm talking about Everyone, everyone in our city, uh, I'm talking about everyone that's in Pittsburgh, that's in others, everyone is searching for truth, everyone is longing for love, and everyone is in need of real community. And so if you're here today and this is your first time with Vintage Church, welcome. We consider you our VIP. Please reach out to us, connect with us. We'd love to welcome you into this beautiful family, but I've got to believe if this is your first time, you're searching for truth, you're longing for love, you're in need of real community, join the movement. We'd love to welcome you in Pittsburgh or in New Orleans into our family of faith. I want to today kick off week one by looking at our first value, we are truth. Let's look in scripture together. We're going to look in 1 Corinthians Chapter 2, verse 1 through 5, and then I'm going to break it down, have some fun. God's Word says this, and here's Paul, Paul writing to the church planet Corinth, the church that he planted, and then he left, and he's writing them, and he's reminding them some things about truth. Let's look at this. In verse 1, it says, And I, Paul, when I came to you, brothers, when I came to you, church plant at Corinth, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, so that your faith, church, 
might not rest in the wisdom of men. Tired of the wisdom of men today. What do we need? We want to rest at the end of this verse. It says, in the power of God. Not the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. This is the word of the Lord. I've got some points. You guys know I love points. And so go ahead and jot these notes down. We'll also have them on our website later, and and we'll share with you about that. But there's a number of things here that we want to look at, and I want to break down these five verses. In this scripture, we are reminded why we are a movement of truth, love, and community. And so in this scripture, um, we are going to try and answer the question, why? There's one of my favorite books, a business leader named Simon Sinek wrote a book called Start With Why. And he says this, all our organizations start with why, but only the great ones keep their why clear year after year. So as your leadership in New Orleans and Pittsburgh have begun to see a movement of truth, love, and community happen, we've said that every year we want to remind ourselves of these important values. Why do we do what we do? Well, in this text specifically, we are reminded why we are a movement of truth. Number one, write this down. Our calling moves us. Vintage Church, we are a movement of truth. And because of that, our calling moves us. Look there in verse one, Paul says, and I, when I came to you, brothers, (laughs) We are not a monument of truth, love, and community. We know at Vintage, we don't go to church. We are the church. Church is not a building, not a place, not a 501c3 with the state of Louisiana or um, Pennsylvania. We, we know that we are the church. The church is all those who have been loved and saved by the gospel of Jesus Christ. And there's something important here as we see this movement. Paul is modeling moving. His calling compelled him to go and plant churches. He says, when I came to you, where does Paul get that idea? Jesus. Who is Jesus? Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son. Jesus came, he lived, he died, he defeated sin, death, and hell. He came to us. Right now, hit the thumbs up, hit the the heart, hit anything that you want right now and just say, man, thank you, Jesus for coming to us. The gospel is not that we came to you, Jesus. The gospel is that you came to us. And if you're here today hearing about Jesus for the first time, know Jesus loves you and he loves you just as you are. This is the picture of the gospel. God has called us. Listen, when we talk about life and our callings, there's the call into salvation I pray that you know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Jesus saved me at the age of seven. And I want you to know that what Jesus Christ has done for me, he can do the same for you. But then there's the calling after salvation of mission. First of all, he gives us specific callings. For over a decade plus, I was serving the Lord in New Orleans. Now he has me in Pittsburgh. God gives you specific callings and profession and places and all these other different things with different people. I think it's really cool. When we planted Vintage Church in New Orleans, we were part of a rebirth story. As we're planting Vintage Church in Pittsburgh, we're part of what they say up here, a renaissance of the city. I wonder what this new season is going to be for us post-COVID-19. 
I know what God's been doing in my heart. He's been resetting some things. And I know as I've talked with your leadership, with Pastor Brick, Pastor Dustin, Pastor Weaver, the whole team there, God's been doing some resetting in New Orleans. He's doing some resetting in Pittsburgh. Y'all know I like alliterating. Rebirth, renaissance, reset. Well, I want you to know our calling moves us. Here Paul says, when I, I came to you, brothers. I love that, that part there, brothers. That's family. All who have been loved and saved by the God. He loved this church. We love each other. It's really cool. All right, number two. Not only our calling moves us, number two, our ability humbles us. Our ability humbles us. Check this in the second part of verse one. It says that I did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. Paul here is being genuine, okay? Because when we go and read in other scriptures, 2 Corinthians chapter 10 explains that Paul was not really an impressive man. I believe, listen, I believe one of the reasons why the gospel spread so rapidly through Paul's ministry was because he was not so impressive. Isn't that what Jesus does? Jesus does for us what we cannot do for ourselves. And when people would hear Paul preach, they were like, wait, wasn't that the dude that used to kill Christians? And they were blown away by that, compelled then by the life change. But then Paul would stand up and Paul would preach. And they're like, man, this dude's not even that good. But man, I want Jesus. They recognized that in Paul's life, something was going on that was greater than Paul's life. I think this reminder here that our ability humbles us is one of the reasons why we say we're a movement of truth. Now, don't be false humble, church. How many of y'all would testify, we have some super talented people leading our church in New Orleans and Pittsburgh. And I'm so thankful for the leadership that continues to rise up in our cities. But one of the reasons why I love our leadership is one of the things you're going to find at Vintage Church is, listen, we want to brag more on Jesus in our abilities than we ever want to brag on ourselves. See, our ability humbles us. So our calling moves us, our, humble, our, our ability humbles us. Number three, our Lord guides us. Paul might here say in verse one that I didn't come proclaiming the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. Well, what are you proclaiming then, Paul? Check out verse two. He says, for I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I don't know a lot, but I do know this. I know Jesus and I'm going to keep depending on Jesus. You see, our Lord guides us as a movement of truth. He is our Lord. He is our senior pastor. He is the founder of this church. We lean and depend upon him. During this COVID-19 season, we've been loving going out and hiking and being on trails and stuff like that. New Orleans, I just want you to know that uh, there's these things called mountains, trees around, really cool trails. Y'all got mountains down there called levees. They don't really work. But I, I, I'd love to introduce you to them sometime. But my brother and I decided to take our kids to go hiking up here in Pittsburgh. We got like eight kids between us. And so we go hiking. It was so funny. I mean, the whole world's changing, right? We start walking on this one trail. A couple's walking towards us, and they ran off into the woods, not wanting to catch uh, the virus from us. So we're in a whole new world. But when you go hiking, if you don't have a map, if you don't have a guide, if you don't have a leader get lost or you get hurt. 
Vintage Church, we don't know what the future holds, but we know who our leader is. We know who our guide is, and it is the Lord. Paul here says, I decide to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ, my Lord. And in this coronavirus season, probably more than any other season before, I want you to know that the Lord Jesus has compelled me to abide in him. Because when you abide in him, God's word has promised that faith, hope, and love abide. Amen? Somebody needs to hit some like buttons or some, some hearts right now. No angry faces right now. We're all happy. We're all going good. All right, let's keep going. Our calling moves us. Our ability humbles us. Our Lord guides us. Number four, our status reminds us. Here Paul's once again keeping us in the place that we need to be, reminding ourselves that we need to be at the feet of Jesus, not over Jesus, not ahead of Jesus. We need to be bowing and surrender to him. Look in verse 3. Paul here says, And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. Being on team Jesus, guys, is not easy. And although I'm thankful for all that God has done over the last 10 plus years, I also have some war wounds. We've had a lot of ups and a lot of downs in New Orleans and even in Pittsburgh in the short time that we've been here. But God is faithful. God is faithful. We know that this world is not our home and that this life is not our own. We know that when Paul was with the church in Corinth, it wasn't easy. There was persecution. He reminds them that he was with them in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. But he also reminds them that in that weakness, God was strong. And when I think back to our movement and the journey that God's brought us through, man, when I've been weak, he's been strong. I'm so thankful. I get to speak at a conference next week online with the Send Network, and I'm basically being asked to teach young church planners how to plant a church. And this is what I always share. Don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. Because I've made a lot of mistakes. And when they finally say, well, what do you know, Pastor Rob? I'm like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Here's what I've learned above anything else in regards to church planning. That God wants to move in such a way that he alone gets all glory and praise. And sometimes God puts us in a place of weakness, of fear, of trembling, so that his light can shine the brightest. Vintage Church is a movement of truth because we fully understand and recognize our status reminds us of our weakness and our inability of doing anything for ourselves outside of the power and grace of Jesus. Our calling moves us. Our ability humbles us. Our Lord guides us. Our status reminds us. Fifthly, our message justifies us. Paul says, and my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but demonstration of the Spirit and of power. We know that salvation is a point and a process. Have you been saved? Are you being saved? Will you be completely saved? The have been saved is justification. This term justification means that we are in Christ Jesus when we repent of our sins, put our faith and trust in him. We're clothed in the righteousness of God. Because of God's 
Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, the wrath of God has been forgiven in our lives because of the blood of Jesus. And guys, this salvation is the foundation of our message going forward. Not that we save, but that Jesus saves. Jesus has saved us, and we preach that only Jesus can save, not Vintage Church. As we preach the good news of Jesus' life, death, resurrection, the power of his life, death, resurrection continues to save. And listen, so many of you have received Jesus as Lord and Savior. You are the affirmation, the confirmation of the testimony, of the power of the gospel. Our message of Jesus justifies us. This message is the truth of the gospel. We can't, but Jesus did. And because Jesus did, now we can. His justification is the very thing that legitimizes, affirms, verifies, validates that this is truly a movement of truth. But in the last place, our faith empowers us. Our faith empowers us. Verse 5, Paul says, that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. God, Vintage Church, is looking in this season for our faith and our faithfulness. Faith in God, and then faith from God and for God. This is the biggest lesson God's teaching me right now, because I have no clue what our world is going to look like. What God has asked for me to do is to put my faith and trust in Him. And I know that Jesus has promised to bless one thing through His church, and that is gospel multiplication, the advancement of His kingdom through His church. And I'm going to keep counting on that. I'm going to keep believing on that. Our faith empowers us as a movement of truth. So I close with two simple questions. Number one, in New Orleans and in Pittsburgh around the world, Will you surrender to the truth? Do you know in John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Will you give your life to Jesus? Will you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead? God's word says you will be saved for everyone. Everybody say everyone. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. You're going to find some links on today's chat and even on our websites about trusting in Jesus. Please reach out to us today if Jesus Christ has saved you. We want to throw a big party. And hopefully in the not-too-distant future, celebrate this salvation through baptism. But the second question that I'd like to share with you today is this. Will you join this movement of truth? We'd love for you to join and be a part of what God is doing in New Orleans, Pittsburgh, and beyond. In order for us to remain focused on being a movement of truth, love, and community, we have created a movement code. So I want to present this movement code to you. We're going to focus in on truth, obviously, this week. And then I can't wait. Pastor Dustin Turner is going to be preaching on love next week with the Vintage Church Pittsburgh worship team. It's going to be awesome. Here's what we describe. We are truth. 
And as truth, I want you to know that we believe three things. We believe in God's word. This is the testimony of God, the power of God. We listen to Jesus and we do what he says. This in this text is the demonstration of the spirit and power. And then thirdly, we are spirit led. And so I don't know what it is that God's calling us to in the future. But I know this. We are going to be a movement of truth. We believe in God's word. We listen to Jesus and do what he says. And we are spirit led. Who knows what's around the corner? Who knows when we can worship in person again? Who knows if COVID-19 is coming back this winter? Who knows who's going to be the next president? Who knows if our church is going to more cities? Who knows who the next leaders of our church are going to be? Who knows if the Steelers or Saints are going to win another Super Bowl? Who knows? But what do we know? We know that we're a movement of truth. So maybe you want to say this with me. We're a movement of truth. We believe in God's word. We listen to Jesus and do what he says. And we are spirit-led. I want to pray for us as we close out our time. And I want to ask for the Lord to empower now Vintage Church in New Orleans and in Pittsburgh to truly live out what it means to be a movement of truth. Lord Jesus, we love you. And we just want to say thank you so much for loving us. God, we commit, we bow before you right now. And as we go into this, Lord, we declare these things, these truths from God's word. Lord, we declare and we ask for you to empower us to be a, a church, a movement of truth that's focused on these things, that our calling moves us, our ability humbles us, our Lord guides us, our status reminds us, our message justifies us, and our faith empowers us. Lord Jesus, I dream, I pray, Lord, that even generations long after we've left this earth, we continue to be a movement of truth. We know and trust you, Lord Jesus. Our faith is in you completely, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.